That seemed to me Father's Day just seemed to be one of those days. <laughs> when it's Mother's Day, it's quite a big thing. But we want to make a big thing about, make big fuss of you this morning, dads, fathers, because you have an awesome role that the Lord to play that the Lord has blessed you with and destined you for. And I want to say this to you as dads, whatever happens in your family, it's because of you. Yes, mama's, it, it, it plays a very important role, but the blessing of the Lord is, is upon the dads. It's on you. And when your family is blessed and others are blessed, you know, we've got to give God the credit, who is our Heavenly Father, but it's because of your walk with the Lord and it's because of your impact on the lives of your family and even the community and others. That is why the Lord blesses the family. And I pray that for generations, no matter what your dad has done and what kind of a father your dad has been, for generations after you, because of the impact that you've had on your family and others, that it will be evident. We pray this, and we speak this over each one of you here this, uh, this morning. We're going to pray for our dads this morning, but we're also going to pray for a few others. We also want to express our condolences to the Kuris family and uh, uh, at the loss of a dear saint, a remarkable woman, Brother Timothy's mother-in-law, but really his mother. Uh, and, uh, you know, she, she impacted so many lives. Lord gave her 97 years here on planet Earth. It's a long time. Some are living longer, like Auntie Daphne. And so, but at 97 is a long time. It's been a lot of extra years, and she made such an impact on people's lives. And, and uh, she will be missed. But we thank the Lord that she's gone to be with him. And in his presence, she is rejoicing today. In his presence, she is just so overwhelmed at this moment. And we, but we want to express our sincere and deepest condolences to you as a family at this time. And may the Lord just be your strength and your support and your sustenance at this time. We're also going to pray. We need to pray for our fathers and we need to pray for others as well. We need to pray for Mavis. We're also going to pray for the, still for the Witter family. Pray that the Lord will be, would be with them. And there's, uh, there's one more thing. Hey, you know, sometimes when you get these senior moments and you, you seem to not remember what you should remember, but uh, it's Father's Day today, so you've got to, you've got to, you've got to just uh, accept me just the way it is at this moment. But there was someone, something else that I needed to pray about here this morning. I just can't think of it. It's a, it's a, uh, but but let also continue to pray for Andrew, and then uh, there was something else, but I can't think of it now, but let's just pause for a moment and just pray together. Father, we want to thank you for this day, and thank you for Father's Day. Thank you, Lord, for making it possible for us, Lord, to be fathers in this world. You've chosen us, Lord. You've created us. And every man here, whether it's a boy now, they will be fathers one day. 
And Father, thank you for the privilege. What an awesome privilege it is, Lord, to be fathers. And we pray, Lord, that with the privilege, you will use us, Lord, to make a difference because of our lives, because of our walk with you, because of what you have destined us to be and to become. We praise you and thank you for our dads today and we pray your blessing over every dad gathered here today and all over the world. You will reach out to them, Lord, and bless them today, that your favor will be on their lives. Lord, some of our dads today are in the gutter. Some of our dads today are drugged, maybe under the influence of alcohol. Some of our dads, Lord, are living broken and messed up lives. But Lord, this morning we pray for them. Pray that you'd reach out to them. And that your grace and your mercy will turn their lives around. Father, then we want to thank you for the privilege that you have poured out on us, Lord, to be your children your sons this morning as fathers and we pray that we will honor you in every way Lord we want to pray for Mavis too that you will touch her and your healing will be on her thank you Jesus that you are with her right now and that you are touching her you are strengthening her you are close to her this morning Lord. Father we thank you for Andrew and thank you for the, the Lord Jesus, the way in which you are working right where he is, Lord. And thank you, Lord Jesus, for every day that is getting better and better and better. Thank you, Father, for watching over him. Thank you again for the medical staff and the way in which you've, you, you've used them. But more than that, Lord, we want to thank you for you, the sovereign one, has been involved in this all the time and we pray that you will be with him and you minister to him even today Lord and he will touch him even more and more and strengthen him even more and more Lord add whatever needs to be added even more and more today Lord Father we want to commit him to you and we pray that you will be with him Lord we want to pray for the Witter family it's been through some challenging times, Lord, not in terms of them, but in terms of this whole COVID thing that has happened, Lord, and it has impacted them as a family. But thank you, Lord, that they are on the mend. Thank you, Lord, that you are faithful and you are with them. And we pray that you will just be close to them at this time, Lord, and continue to minister to them and encourage them and uphold them during this time. And Father, we pray for the Kuris family and all the others related to, to Ma, Lord, all the religion, those, Lord, all the other families. Lord, we bring them before you this morning and we pray, Lord, that you, the God of all comfort, will be close to them. You, the God of all comfort, will come alongside them. You, the God of all comfort, will, Lord, sustain them, keep them, and minister to them during this time. Father, we thank you again 
for this day. And won't you bless us even further now? We look to you. Our eyes are on you, Lord. And we commit ourselves to you. We pray your blessing upon us even further now. In Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Our scripture reading this morning then is found in First Thessalonians chapter 2. First Thessalonians chapter 2 and we're going to read from verses 10 to 12. First Thessalonians chapter 2 verses 10 to 12. We can, let's read together. You are witnesses and so is God of our holy, righteous and blameless we were among you who believed. For you know that we dealt with each of you as a father deals with his own children, encouraging, comforting, and urging you to live lives worthy of God, who calls you into his kingdom and glory. So far, may God bless the reading of his precious word. We're going to go straight into the word of God, the power of a father's influence. That's the title of the message here this morning. Somehow unintentionally we have fallen into the pattern of encouraging the mums on Mother's Day and challenging the dads on Father's Day. Isn't that true? Nobody's saying yes to that. <laughs> we honor the position of mother but we examine the quality of fathering. So in that spirit I want to begin by honoring our dads here today again. <laughs> dads, we salute you today and we acknowledge all that you do for your families. Thank you for loving your family, for the spiritual leadership you provide in the home. <laughs> Not only that, eh? the spiritual leadership you provide in the home, but for the knowledge and for the example that you you. Uh, that you pass on to the next generation. Now, none of us do it perfectly, but thank you for all that you do for your families. We honor you as fathers today. Having said that, or, or, or said that all, that all, I'm still going to challenge you this morning rather than only honoring you. In this morning's text, we find a divinely inspired description of a good father's qualities. Paul describes the qualities of a godly father in verses 10 to 12 here. And so here in God's word, we find a concise description, a divine blueprint, if you could put it in those words, of what fathering is all about. Once again, it is not the whole story but three essential qualities that every father should emulate. In a single word, it means motivation. It means influence. Generally, I believe God has given mothers a nurturing role. Isn't that true, ladies? And he has given fathers a motivating role an influencing role, in other words. Now that is not to say that mothers do not motivate or fathers do not nurture. Single moms and dads, though, must do it all. And I applaud you this morning for you work extremely hard in fulfilling what God intended to be a dual role. 
Let us look at each of these three qualities here this morning, and I'm going to not be too long, but we, I won't promise you further, because I'm, when I make promises, then I, I don't keep those promises. Eh? Firstly, influence your family by encouraging them, verses 12. I want to say this to single men here this morning. You're single, but you're going to be dads one day. Don't look at the model of your dad. If your dad has not been the dad that he has been, you change that. You turn it around. And you make a difference. But you're going to be dads one day. So you better listen as well. And then we, we pray that you will also be impacted here today. Influence your family by encouraging them. Verse 12. Dads, you have incredible power to encourage your family. You have no idea how much they need you to encourage and support them. They need your vote of confidence. Dad, did you hear that? They need you to believe in them. How do you encourage them? Primarily by your words, by your presence, and by your support. Firstly, by your words. Let's look at that. Eh? Proverbs 18.21, what does it say? The tongue has the power of life and death. Fathers, your words carry extra weight with your family and help to, shape, help to shape them as they grow. You have probably heard the saying before, if a child grows up with criticism, he or she learns to condemn. If a child grows up with praise and encouragement, he or she learns to appreciate and have confidence. Trust me, your family Dads, fathers will remember specific things you said to them years after you speak the words and long after you have forgotten them. Tell your family, starting with your wife, that you love them. Tell them how proud you are of them. Speak words of encouragement that relate to their accomplishments. There are too many men and women today who have problems with motivation in their lives because they never heard those words from dad. Or even worse, because dad spoke words of discouragement to them instead. A father's encouraging words are vitally important to his family's self-confidence and motivation. So encourage your family, man, with your words. Also by your presence. The word translated encourage here is a word that literally means to come alongside someone. It also carries the idea of strengthening the other person. Do you encourage your family? Do you come alongside them for regular pep talks? Dads? Eh? Of course, to come alongside them, a dad needs to be present. Isn't it true? We need to be involved in their lives all the time. It has been said that the best gift a father can give his family is the gift of himself, his time. His time, the gift of himself. Material things mean little if there is no time to share with your family, with your sons and daughters your wife. But also, how do we encourage them? By your support as well. A pianist shared with his close friend, and he was a good pianist, 
close friend, how he avoided playing the piano at home when his parents were around. <laughs> they would criticize him, and he eventually just stopped playing for them. How sad that is. Now I want to make a statement here this morning. Do you pick out all the wrong notes your family members play? Or do you encourage them for all the right notes? That's what are you doing? Encourage them for all the right notes. Yes, they are wrong notes. Build them up. Support them. Stand with them. They need to know that you are there to support them. You know, that's one thing that I've, you know, I've heard, I, you know, I can only refer to my own father, but there, there were many times that he reprimanded me, but I knew I had his support. Even if I disagreed with him as a young man, you know, we, only now that I'm a father I understand why my dad did it. Then I didn't understand it. I thought he was too hard. He was, he was supposed to be more gracious with me. But one thing I always knew, I knew that I had his support, no matter what, that he was there for me. And uh, some of us that have not had fathers like that, but you go and do it differently as a father. Let's not, let's not point out and criticize all the time. You know, and I, that's a problem so many times when we just criticize and condemn others and, and belittle them. And I want to encourage us here this morning. Your family needs your support, Dad, not only in the present, but also for the future. Never put them down or belittle them. Paul says we were like fathers to you, encouraging you. Dads, look for ways to encourage your family every day with your words your presence, and with your support. You hold the key to motivating them to excellence through your encouragement. Secondly, influence your family by comforting them. Well, we're just focusing on that verse, verse is it verse 11? Eh? Influencing them. Comforting refers to helping them get back and going again when they are down. Eh? Think about it. Your family will be down at times. And dad, <laughs> as strong as mama is, and mama's always involved in them, dad, you've got to pick them up. Pick mom up as well. The family needs a father's comfort, especially during hard seasons. This word in the Greek means to console or to encourage someone to continue in a course of action. We all experience setbacks in life. And dads, your family need, my families need you to help them stay the course when the going gets rough. We do that by comforting them, not by criticizing them or by ignoring their hurt. Once again, there are three basic ways to do this, eh? By listening, by empathizing, and also by showing affection, eh? By listening. How often we just want to jump in with a quick fix-it job, isn't it, Dad? It's the obvious solution, and we just want to fix it quick, as quickly as possible. Often we want to do that. 
when what our family really need most is for someone to listen to them. Are we listening to them? Eh? Let them share their discouragement with you. Do not rush them through it. Let them share it. Hear them out. Listen to them. Did you hear that, Dad? We don't always have the time to do that, eh? but we need to make time to do that. Eh? I'm speaking to myself as well. I'm also growing in this area. I want to admit that as well. Eh? Take the time to be that man of understanding, according to Proverbs 20, verse 5. Be a man of understanding. But then also by empathizing with them. Listen and empathize. In other words, identify with them. Don't say, I cannot identify with you. Identify with them. Try to feel what they are feeling. Empathize with them. Enter their sorrow with them. Enter their pain with them. Enter their disappointment with them. Dads, we need to grow in these areas. Eh? Isn't it true? Hey, I'm speaking to myself as well. Yeah. Enter. Whatever they are experiencing, enter there. Don't ignore it and walk away. We often do that, eh, dads? <laughs> but also, the other thing is when we comfort them by physical affection. I know some dads have trouble showing physical affection to their sons. They never hug them. It's, not, it's a man's world, because we don't do these things, you know? You know, some of you have grown up in a world like that. Some of, you know, especially I think of my generation, the baby boomers, we grew up in a world where our fathers, our dads were hard. And, and, and that, you know, hugging was, was not the in thing. It became the in thing later. Isn't it true? Some way the men are not even agreeing with me here this morning. <laughs> yeah, I don't, I, I, I don't want to say that, you know, as loving as my dad was. That is the one thing I often longed for from him. And, you know, because he was a man and he treated me like a man, I sometimes wanted to be this boy and this son that just hold me. And, it's, you know, sometimes it didn't happen. Dad, I know you're in heaven, you're listening. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, but it was not because I didn't know that he loved me. I knew that. But I needed sometimes to just experience that. You know what? And I can share this with you. The first time my dad hugged me was when I was, when I, I left home. And it's not, not because of him not loving me, but the first time he hugged me was when I came from my first year when I was on wild team. I came home, and, it's, and I want to say that it's not because he didn't love me, I knew he loved me. But it was not the in thing, you understand? And I longed for that. And the first time I came from Wautim, yeah, I come from Wautim, and all the team members, you know, I'm, you know, I'm part of a team, and those team members hug each other, and they love each other. And I come home, and for the first time, I tell you, my father hugged me. And uh, that was uh, life-transforming for me. That, you know, so can you see, I was already in my... Early, I was 21, then 22, when I was on Wild Team. Eh? 
for the first time. And uh, that's why I say, and it was, again, it was like in that era that we grew up, it was not the hugging thing, it was more the shaking hands. Remember how we used to shake hands? In our era, when they shook your hands, they, men shook your hands. Eh? And, uh, by, you know, when they shook your hands, it was by force. Sometimes when they took your hand and they shook you, it was like it's a man's world, you know? But I want to say this physical affection is important. And uh, it's important. That's all I can say to us is that, Dad, your son needs your physical affection. And he needs you to hear, he needs you to hear, he needs to hear those words from you. I love you. Tell your son that you love him. Your family needs your physical touch. And they need to hear those words as well. It will strengthen them and help them make it through the hard times. Hey, can you remember Luke 15, 20? There it says that this father right there, it's biblical. He ran to his son, threw his arms around him and kissed him. Oh man, even it's biblical, it happened. Let us talk about our daughters as well. We cannot just talk about the men here, eh? Let's talk about our daughters as well for a moment. Studies have repeatedly shown that when a daughter does not receive appropriate physical affection from her father, she often goes seeking that affection elsewhere in inappropriate ways. So Dad, you have a responsibility. Our Heavenly Father Himself is called the Father of Compassion and the God, the God of all comfort. 2 Corinthians 1 verse 3. We need to grow in this area. I certainly need to grow even more. A father has tremendous power to help motivate his family. But thirdly, influence your family by urging them to live lives worthy of God. A godly father urges his family to live lives worthy of God. This is a life that is focused upon the Lord. It is a life that puts him first and seeks his will first. It is a life that honors the Lord above all other things. Fathers, are you doing that? It is a life that points others to the love of God in Christ. It is a life that is lived to the glory of God. Dads, are you living to the glory of God? Notice that the godly father does not just leave it up to chance. He holds the target high and he says to his family, aim here. Did you hear that, Dad? He makes an intentional and concerted effort to lead his family to live a life that is worthy of our great King and Savior, Jesus Christ. How does a father do this? And there we find it in scripture again, by instructing them in God's word. We've got to instruct them. It's a child, no matter how. They, 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 they're not happy about it at times. They want to be instructed by their, by, by their dads. Fathers, you have a God-given obligation to instruct your family in God's word. Bring them up in the training and instruction of the Lord, Ephesians 6 verse 4. Instruct them. You might say, hey, 
I don't know the Bible. Well, the instruction manual is right there. It's in the Word. Sit with the Word, even if it's a verse you read to your family every day. Do it, fathers. Instruct them. Instruction is important. But then also, by, by disciplining them when necessary. <laughs> Ooh, this, is a, this is a hard one, eh, Dad? Firm, loving discipline is always worth it in the end. Correct them when they need to be corrected. Don't be afraid. Even if it seems too harsh at times, you've got to bring correction. But don't enable them to do the wrong thing. If you are not going to correct them, you, get, you are enabling them. Isn't it true? To go and do something that they should not do. So the best is to correct them and to discipline them. Firm, loving discipline is always worth it in the end, according to Proverbs 29:17. <laughs> do not compromise by keeping the peace. You've got to, you don't have to compromise, Dad. You've got to be firm. And you've got to say it, you know, as the Lord leads you and guides you to say it. But be firm with your family. Discipline is important. Now, you know, I grew up in the, you know, you heard me say this before. I grew up in the era where spanking was, was the in thing. You know, the, they didn't spare the rod. <laughs> Spanking was the in thing, and, uh, and I think I told you this, and I'm sure you heard this. And my father always said that, and I understand it now. This is going to hurt me more than it hurts you. And then I said, but Dad, why, why, why do you still want to spank me <laughs> if it's going to hurt you more, you know, <laughs> and so forth. So, uh, so let us remember this discipline and correction. We've got to correct them. We've got to do it. We have an opportunity while our children are in the house. We have an opportunity. An opportunity. That's a better way of expressing it. Eh? We have this benefit and this privilege of just coming alongside them, instructing them, correcting them. When they are not there anymore, it's a totally different story. Eh? especially when they're married and so forth. By setting the example yourself also, the last thing and then I'm through. Fathers, in leading your family, you can pass on no greater legacy to them than the example of a godly life. Think about it for a minute. What if every child born into our world had a father who encouraged them? by their words, by their presence, and by their support? What if every child had a father who comforted them by listening, really listening, by empathizing and identifying with them, by showing genuine affection and concern for them? What if every child had a father who urged them to live a life worthy of God by setting the example of a godly man who loves the Lord with his whole heart, and seeks to follow after him. What would our world be like with men like that? Dads, I challenge you to be that man. Set the example yourself. No more excuses. No more hiding behind the past. Our past is made up of the good, the bad, and the ugly. Like it or not, our past often influences our present. We can no longer hide behind the past. 
that. We can no longer let yesterday define us. God can take the mess of yesterday and turn it into the miracle of tomorrow. He can take the pain of the past and turn it into an incredible future. There is no such thing as a perfect human father. Some do it better than others, but none of us is perfect. But I'm not giving up on wanting to be the best father the Lord has created me to be. God has a purpose for your life, a destiny for you to live out, a plan that he uniquely designed for you to fulfill. That, fathers, no more holding back. No more standing on the sidelines. No more excuses. Set the example yourself and make a difference in your own family's lives and also beyond that. Amen. Father, we want to thank you for your word this morning. And thank you, Lord, for fathers and we honor you, Lord, for your faithfulness to us. We honor you, Lord, for your goodness toward us. We honor you, Lord, for the awesome way in which you touched our lives as fathers, for the way in which you've grown us, Lord. Daily, Lord Jesus, daily, we are challenged to grow in so many areas. And thank you, Lord, for our partners who are there with us alongside us, encouraging us and supporting us as well. But Father, I pray that today as fathers, we will look at it again and say, hey, we have a unique privilege. Let us make a difference, even if it's in a small way, in the lives of our families and even in the lives of others. Thank you again, Lord, for making it possible for all of us to be fathers. You are faithful, Lord, and I pray that you will bless us now, even as we continue, once you go before us, Lord. You are worthy, Jesus. Amen. Amen. Thank you.